Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Brian Batko, Steelers Insider, is with us. Brian, what did you make of the depth chart conversation today over at Steelers headquarters? Honestly, Tony, that is uh, not something that was on my radar at all. I don't me neither. I remember the last time I checked the depth chart, to be to be honest with you. But you know what? Uh, and I give Chris Adamski credit for this over at the Trib. He went and looked it up. Every time a personnel move got made, they updated the depth chart. Uh, Broderick Jones over Chooks. Joey Porter Jr. over Levi Jones. Keanu Benton over uh, Montrevious Adams. The only time they haven't done it is with Mason Rudolph. But they did move Mason Rudolph ahead of Mitch Trubisky on there. Just not to number one. Now, Jerry Dulac says it doesn't matter what Rudolph does. He's going to be their at-best backup quarterback to start next year anyways. Do you agree with that, Brian? I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard for me to say that because the, the hypotheticals just continue on with, all right, if Rudolph wins against the Bengals, does he keep starting? Yes. What if he w- wins both? Does he start the finale? Yes. What if he wins all three and gets them to the playoffs? Yes, of course. So I don't really want to put a ceiling on the Rudolph renaissance right now. I, and, I, and I think that has to be significant weighing in on their offseason decisions, especially when the last time Art Rooney II did one of his end-of-year State of the Union addresses, he was all about the trajectory at the end of the season, arrow pointing up and what it meant for everybody on the roster. Well, if he's doing another one of those and he looks at the running numbers they've put up in these three games, it's going to be Mason's job because they're running the crap out of the ball, Brian. But um, my question about Rudolph and maybe big picture is we know that Tomlin, we've got that NFL Films clip of him on the sideline saying close out the Seattle game using the pass, don't get conservative. I know they were pretty uh, tight, tight to the vest against Baltimore for a variety of reasons, but do you sense that Mike – his global control on how the offense functions has gotten less conservative and more aggressive because of Rudolph being in there? Like, how do you explain the way they've allowed themselves to play in two of these three games on offense? Yeah, I mean, could it be because Rudolph's in there and he's his threat of the deep ball, or at least what he showed uh, right out of the gates pretty much against Cincy on the quick strike, slant, catch and run to Pickens is keeping defenses honest schematically? Could it be a what-do-we-have-to-lose approach when you lose three in a row and you know your back's really against the wall. As you said today, they've basically been in the playoffs for almost a month now. Or a combination of those is probably most accurate. I, I think it helps when you uh, punch a defense and you know the the next opponent that you have is going to have to have a counter punch ready. And for the Steelers, that's 
playing into the, their favor in terms of what they want to be running the ball wise. And it, it doesn't hurt that Najee Harris and Jalen Warren are both going at a great clip right now. I mean, Najee getting north south as much as I can remember in a Steelers jersey, and it's it's nice to see from him. And it frankly is uh, you know pushing me a lot closer toward wanting to give him that fifth year option if I'm in their shoes. But uh, Brian, do you buy the notion that Mason Rudolph might not want to come back here? next year because of how things have gone with him in his Steelers career up until this point? No, I, I buy the notion that he might not want to come back here, but I don't think it would be because of that. I think it would be for greener pastures elsewhere, maybe with a uh, without a first-round pick recent at quarterback or a, a team that wants to throw a boatload of money at him or maybe a, a system that isn't going to be as predicated on, you know, having that quarterback mobility that Mike Tomlin's been in love with mentioning over the last few years. But I still would lean toward him coming back here, honestly, guys. I mean, there's a lot we don't know. There's a lot that we need to see. But So I who would you predict in, to be their week one quarterback next year right now, if you had to? Right now, I, I think I would still go Kenny, but I think it's more likely that it's kind of an open competition wow. sort of thing and that nobody would feel very secure in that role, if you know what I mean. Brian, do you think that they would have an actual open and fair quarterback competition in camp in the preseason? Because we've heard of those happening before and then found out that they were not, in fact, open and legitimate at all. Cough, cough, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, yeah, I do, Chris. I think it would be more legitimate than that one from uh, the summer of 22 up in Latrobe. And and I, I'll tell you why. I mean, number one, because there wouldn't be a you know hotshot sort of free agent signing coming in there like – Mitch was. We know that didn't age well, but at the time, that, that's how it was viewed. And number two, I mean, we've already seen that Mike Tomlin is not afraid to sit down Kenny when healthy. So I think that would lend itself to more of a fair, even balanced, mono a mono, two dogs for one bone sort of deal. And if Mason outperforms Kenny Pickett in, in camp practices in the preseason, I don't think there would be that hesitancy to go with Pickett even though like I said if I had to bet and guess right now I would still think it'd be Pickett and that's of course banking on the uh the Rudolph led Steelers not shocking the world do you think they have a chance to shock the world percentage chance that they actually win this game Zeiss picked him to win outright Zeiss just thinks it's like it's going to be a very lucrative Sunday for Zeiss if they win yeah I don't think they should just not make the trip of course they have a chance but I'd probably put it somewhere around 15% 15% maybe. Where would you put it with Watt? Ooh, man. Uh, maybe maybe closer to 25. Like, I don't think it's a complete game changer, but a guy like him certainly Oof. gives you a better chance. I, I think he's the defensive player of the year, and if they wouldn't have had that swoon, I probably would have written something touting TJ for Dark Horse MVP candidacy like he was getting a little bit earlier in the campaign. Okay, you get to answer the question that's sweeping America. I give you two hypotheticals, Brian. I know you already saw this on Twitter, but I'll say it anyway. You have what you actually have. No Watt but a Rudolph playing the way we've seen him play. Or you've got a healthy Watt, your quarterback, however, Kenny Pickett, playing the way, let's just say he did all year, majority of the way he played all year, right? So you don't don't get to cherry pick and give me Cincinnati Kenny Pickett. Better chance to win with that or with Rudolph and no Watt like they actually have? I think it's I think it's probably the current iteration because of what we've seen from Mason. I think a quarterback just impacts the game so much more than an edge rusher, and I was not at all enthused with 
the, the balance of Kenny Pickett's performances in 2023. So I think it's very close, but I'd, I'd probably go Rudolph at QB because of what we've seen from the offense lately. And, and no TJ, it helps that you've got Marcus Golden and Nick Herbig, who I think have played pretty well this year. Brian, give you a chance to weigh in on what the national people Peter King was on today with the midday guys, and he thinks there is teeth to what Schefter and Glazer are saying about Mike Tomlin stepping away for a season. Hmm. Could there be teeth to it? Maybe, but I don't think it's going to happen. I, I wouldn't put any sort of money on that. I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock into that. I mean, it's, it is interesting. Like a lot of people have said that these rumblings are even coming out, especially and, and for different reasons. Glazer, because we know he's tight with him. Schefter, because I feel like he doesn't generally weigh in on this stuff too much unless he has a good feeling. But, he, you know, I watched that clip. It seemed almost lighthearted from him. I mean, he mentioned Tomlin being from D.C. He's from the D.C. area. He mentioned Tomlin's wife loving L.A., my wife loves L.A. too, but I'm not going to be leaving the Post-Gazette well, Also, I pointed this out. The thing about that that's too. weird is if he takes a step away, those jobs aren't going to be available next year. They're available now. Yeah, that would, that, would be for the, yeah, that would be for the ensuing cycle. So, yeah, I mean, just a lot of stuff not really adding up to me there unless it would be one of those mutual agreements and trades. But, hey, we saw from the Titans today, trading your coach is simply too much to worry and, and think about. It's like trying to plan an international vacation. They just didn't want to deal with it. God, are they full of it or what? Was that was that Brian taking a shot at me for the France trip that I had that went belly up? Is that what I heard there, Chris? What? No, not no. at all. I hate I hate planning, uh, you know, contiguous U.S. trips. I, that, all of that stuff is very congratulations on to both of you on all of your success traveling internationally. Something I haven't done in years, and I've only gone to Canada. Well, I haven't that done doesn't it even. Donnie, have you ever years. been outside the United States of America? Uh, I went to Aruba when I was like twelve. On like a family. Oh, it's vacation. great there, isn't it, Donnie? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that the the locals, because the drinking age is 18. I was a pretty big 12 year old. So, <laughs> <laughs> wait, you threw you it down in Aruba? Back. I didn't throw it down because uh, Lisa was not would not have been happy with that. But I was offered. They saw the first one go down like water, and they're like, "All right, this guy's <laughs> at least 16 or 17. We can bend the rules." Donnie crushes two cans together like you stone cold Steve Austin as a 12 year old in Aruba. <laughs> Brian, thanks so much. Enjoy Buffalo. No problem. I hope I can make it there through the snow. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.